Welcome to Uncharted Journeys. I'm your host, Kathy McKnight. And if you're like me and you've ever sat back and wondered, how did I get here? Whether literally or figuratively in terms of your career or life in general, then you're in good company and have come to the right place. On Uncharted Journeys, you'll hear from amazing women about their straight and narrow, zigzaggy or somewhere in between paths to success. Today's guest is a global marketing leader with 20 plus years experience leading high performance teams and technology companies. Her current gig is with Click, that's Click with a Q, as Vice President of Field Marketing and Partner Marketing, but she's had a variety of roles in marketing for other other organizations like VMware, Borland Software, and Silicon Graphics. Like me, she's a mom of two-leggers and four-leggers, a Marylander at heart, and loves cooking and anything by the sea. Welcome, Amy. Thanks, Kathy. It's great to be here. It's been a minute since we we chatted. Um, I shared your highlight reel, but tell our listeners a little bit more about yourself. Yeah, thank you. Um, So I did a great summary, by the way. I've been in uh, B2B tech marketing for over 20 years now, which is hard to believe. Uh, I uh, first half of my career was more in the field marketing side of things. And the back half has been more in corporate marketing. But as you said, I recently made a transition back into my my field role or my roots, so to speak. Uh, and yeah, I've always kind of been a marketer at heart. I, um, I went to school actually and studied journalism with a specialization in advertising and business. Uh, so I am one of the rare few that kind of wound up uh, where I, I thought I might uh, during the course of my career. So just a little bit more uh, color around my background. Yeah, and you didn't just go to school. You graduated cum laude and got some great awards, so kudos on there. And then I noticed in doing my little digging that you took um, a degree or certificate in events coordination. I did. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, just early on um, as a field marketer, you know, you spend a lot of time doing events and uh, at the company I worked for at the time, Silicon Graphics, we were, you know, doing a lot of events uh, in the role that I was in supporting our federal space. And I brought an opportunity forward to my manager at the time around um, wanting to get better about how we did events. And so I pursued a certification uh, there. So yeah, it's a big part of the, the world. A uh, big part of marketing is doing events and event marketing. So want to make sure we're doing it in a, a smart and effective way. And it's certainly evolved over the time that I've, I've been involved in marketing, but that's how, that's how I went about uh, that particular certification. Yeah. And for sure, the, um, that would have, uh, the course that you took then to what it is today after probably the last couple of years. Sure. Probably night and day. <laughs> yeah. And hey, congrats on uh, your son's big news, going to Western Carolina University for uh, for school and to play baseball as a mom who, of a son who plays ball. I know how huge that is. So, so well done. He did not do that on, a, on his own. No, no. And my wearing my marketing hat definitely came into play with that whole process. Um, thank you very much. It's, uh, it's an exciting time for him and, and for our family. That's uh, yeah, that's amazing. I um, I look forward to uh, to watching him his name rise and maybe see him in, see him in the uh, MLB one day. <laughs> we will see. We're just excited he has an opportunity to play at the next level and uh, hopefully be fortunate enough to have a front row seat to it. So 
Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, all right, so let's get into it. And uh, as you know, I always ask my my uh, my guests um, a starting set of questions to get us going. So, you know, y- you mentioned earlier that you actually went to school for what you do today in marketing and and um, and and business and whatnot. But what's the first career you remember wanting to do when you grew up? It is so funny. Uh, because it is the complete opposite of what I'm doing now. Uh, but when I when I was a little kid, I can remember the idea of wanting to be a lawyer, which is the total opposite of a, of a marketer. And I find that incredibly funny now. I think it was just one of those things you were exposed to in the media and on TV, and you thought it was a thing uh, where you could go on and be successful in that role. But it's so not me. Um, so it was definitely not my calling by any means. But when I take a step back and, and look at, you know, just kind of who I've always been and, and what I enjoy doing, I've always enjoyed kind of being creative. I've enjoyed writing. Um, so I think something in that realm would was really my calling. I just didn't know it at the time. Um, but I can remember being, you know, maybe eight or nine years old and starting a, a neighborhood newsletter with a friend over the summer. And we would figure out kind of what's newsworthy in the neighborhood what were some of the local sports things happening? What was the weather going to be like that week? What, what was happening in the hood, so to speak? And we would publish that. And um, that's just kind of one example of, of that creativity factor and um, the notion of, of wanting to build or, or start something from scratch. And that's always kind of been there. And I think that's really inherent to a lot of us who are marketers. So um that I believe is really has been my calling. But early on, for some reason, I thought I wanted to be a lawyer, which is totally not me. But um... well, to your defense, it's not exactly like we had a ton of marketing role models on TV, right? This was long before the day of of um, of Mad Men and some of the other shows. I mean, what we had was L.A. Law and a lot of lawyer exactly. shows. So, exactly. it, you know. Ali McBeal, that's what we all wanted to be. Exactly. Um, all right. So is there someone, uh, maybe there was a lawyer in your family or, or somebody who's in business, but was there a big influencer in your life? Somebody who you, who you remember first is like really setting you on your path? You know, I, I'm sure this is so cliche and a lot of people say this, but my parents obviously had a huge influence on who I am, how I work, how I the world. If I had to pick between the two of them, I would absolutely say my mom. Um, she worked full time. And like me, she also had two kids. Uh, my dad worked full time too. And having uh, two parents that work full time was not as common back then as it is now. And she showed me that it was possible to do both. It was possible to show up and be there for my kids um, you know, at every event or everything that was important to them while still working full time. And she really made me believe that that was, that was possible. So I would say she had a huge influence on me in that respect. And, uh, one of the things that unfortunately she experienced, um, when I was about my son's age, uh, as a, as a senior in high school is she was uh, diagnosed with breast cancer and she battled it, you know, bravely for almost eight years. And during that, the course of her illness, I learned a lot about her as a person. I learned about perseverance and perspective and the, the notion of having a positive mindset and the impact that that can have on 
your health and your well-being. And so I learned a lot about her and how she approached that process, but I learned a lot about myself as well and took some of those lessons with me. So for, for me, by far, my mom, my mom was the, the hugest influence on my life. Wow, that's, uh, that's amazing. And, and for that to happen, I mean, awful that it happened to her, but for you at that critical time in our life, you're going off to school and so many changes. So, um, clearly something positive came out of it. So, so that's a, that's, that just shows you again, your positive mindset and, and how you've carried that forward. So is there a song that epitomizes your career path? Something that really talks to, you know, who you are, where you've been and where you're going? I love music. So this one was really hard. Um, for me, I think uh, the song Life is a Highway by Rascal Flatts sticks out. It's really all about the journey and it takes you to different places. There are different twists and turns. And my career has been more about the journey than a particular destination. Um, so for me, that song's really a great reflection of, of uh, what my experience has been. Yeah, and just slight correction, not that this is probably host, host etiquette, but uh, Life as a, high, as a Highway is actually written and sung by Tom Cochran, a Canadian singer ah, back in, back check. gosh, Good. yeah, that's got to be back in the mid-90s. That's right, but, now that you uh, say that, I do remember that. Yeah, it is. It is one that is. It has been done many occasions. So it's okay that you like that version. All good. Yeah. So if your if your career were a street name, what would the road name be? What would it actually be called? I would say fortunate place. Oh, I love that. And what I mean by that is, again, I've never had a predetermined destination in mind. For me, it's been more about being in the right place at the right time, having some relevant experience to offer, um, being a hard worker and having somebody see potential in me. And I think it's so it's it's a combination of that experience and, and being in the right place at the right time. And for me, fortunate place is a great reflection of that. So I love that. Um, I think a lot of people misunderstand or, or don't don't maybe read it the right way. You know, being in the right place at the right time doesn't guarantee you to take a step forward and, and to, to move ahead. Right. You have to recognize that opportunity and be willing to take that that chance and, and to take advantage of the opportunity. So, um, I love fortunate place. That's, that's a really, um, I think a really nice way of putting it. So, you know, fortunate place, how did you, how did that road look for you? How did you, you know, what's your career been like? What's it look like for you? It really started from the very beginning for me. I, um, when I was a senior in college, I went to, uh, some sort of a banquet event that my school was hosting. I met an alumni who owned her own agency and she gave me a job right out of school. I mean, I didn't, I had maybe a week to decompress after graduating and then I started my new job. So it really started right out of the gate. It was just being in the right place at the right time, having somebody willing to take a chance. And while I was there working, I started to create some connections. Uh, and one of those connections opened me up to an opportunity that I don't think I would have pursued uh, at a company by the name of Silicon Graphics. And for those that don't know, um, Silicon Graphics made super high-end computers and they did things that normal computers were not able to do. 
And the particular role was for a field marketing role to support the federal business. So here I was, you know, not very far out of school, little bit of agency experience under my belt, had studied, you know, advertising, journalism, and, and business. But I had not a lot of experience. I was super green. Um, but I had some baseline marketing knowledge, um, good collaboration skills, a willingness to learn. I was a good writer. And the hiring manager saw potential in me. And so that's really how I landed in tech. And that put me on the path that I'm on today. And I'm incredibly grateful for her for having seen the potential and giving me that giving me that opportunity. But it's really been several of those moments over the course of 20 plus years that have happened along the way. But that one absolutely was a defining one for me. So I love the fact that your first two opportunities came from women, yeah. from discussions and them seeing a potential and taking a chance on you. Yeah. Do you do you think that's um a factor? Do you think the fact that they were women and saw an opportunity to to raise raise up another young woman into what is typically a very male dominated field? I am sure that that played a role. Yes, I'm sure that it did. I think, uh, and speaking from my own experience, I I think because of because of the the chances that people have have given me, I'm very open to possibilities that might not be clear on paper because of that. Uh, but I, I do believe that uh, the fact that they were women, they were, they were really keen to give me a chance. They saw some potential there and something that I could build upon that would serve me well in the roles that they needed to fill. So I do believe that that, that played a big role. Yeah. And that's the, the, again, you know, you, your, 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 your mantra and your pattern has very much been to, to take and learn from situations, which not everybody does. Um, sometimes we can be very myop, myopic and inwardly focused, not to recognize the external forces that are impacting us. So, um, that's that's inspiring to, to hear that. And, you know, you talk about these opportunistic moments where you've met someone and, and had the conversation and clearly people were impressed and, and wanting to take a chance on you. Was there a defining moment, a decision, action, something that really significantly impacted the trajectory of your career? Yeah, I mean, I think part of it is those individuals being willing to take a chance on me. And then other times, um, me being willing to take a chance on an opportunity that I might not have seen for myself. And there've been a couple of times uh, during the course of my career where that's happened as well. Somebody saw something in me and, um, you know, had a conversation about potentially taking on a bigger role or a different role um, that I hadn't necessarily seen for myself. Uh, but I, there had to be something on the other end. I had to be willing to take a chance and push myself some. Uh, and there's been some of those moments along the way as well that, um, you know, have been a big part of my journey also. Tell us, you, you just got a promotion. Congratulations. You're back in the world of field marketing. That's got to be exciting for you. In, you know, in your recent role and in, now in this new one, and maybe there are some juxtaposition, some, some contradictions and, and differences between them, but what is it about Click and your role and what's going on that you know, really gears you up, gets you up in the morning? And, and what are some of the challenges or compromises that you're also making? 
Yeah. So I, I've been with Click now coming up on eight years, which is the longest I've ever been with an organization. And I've had a chance to do a lot of different things over the years um, and evolve my my role and in some cases take on different roles, just as the one I've, I've recently moved into. Um, so for me, it's about having a chance to continually learn, um, always learning new things, taking on new um, aspects of marketing. Um, and that that keeps it interesting, keeps things fresh, keeps me motivated and, and getting up in the morning. I think as I look to my current role, it's really a great combination of my past experience, uh, even on the corporate marketing side of things, um, and figuring out how we can work together across marketing to drive more business for Click. Now that I'm sitting in more of the a frontline role, working hand in hand with sales and with our partner organization. I see a huge opportunity to connect the dots between my previous role in corporate marketing and what needs to be done kind of on the ground, so to speak. So for me, like the figuring, uh, figuring out what that looks like um, so that we can continue to work more effectively across marketing in the spirit of trying to drive more business for the organization. That's right now what I'm most excited about. Is there anything that you've had to, and you know, you, you you can't do it all, right? So there were there were lots of things that you enjoyed about your previous gigs, and where there's give, there's take. And so, what's the balance? What are you finding, or is there anything that you're finding that you need to let go of? That you need to, you know, the compromise of of taking on a new challenge and you know, leaving something to somebody else or not being able to do maybe other things that you're excited about or, or want to do? Yeah, I think having a clear sense of priorities and looking at what are the things that you can do to drive the most impact is really important because I, you do have the tendency, I, I have the tendency of wanting to do everything. So I think having a clear sense of priorities is important. Um, knowing what you're good at is really important and knowing what your team is good at is also really important because those are ways you can leverage your, your resources for more impact. Um, so, but prioritization is super important. Uh, and then being willing to step back on some things, uh, or say no on some things, uh, and it's okay to do that and being, being okay with saying no to the things that don't, um, that don't have necessarily the impact that, that other things would. So for me, it, it all goes back to prioritization. Uh, as women, um, we are not always good at saying no. Yeah. Uh, we want to do all things and for all people. And so um, I think that's a really great uh, way to look at it is, you know, you've got to prioritize. You've got to look at, you know, what you're capable of, what the team is capable capable of, but not only that is what's in your mandate. Um, because some things, while you could be a rock star at, just aren't part of your current purview um, and are better left to others. So yeah. that takes um, a lot of maturity <laughs> and, and many years in the business, um, any business to, to recognize and, and maybe even a little bit longer to accept and, and put into practice. So if you weren't in the tech space, I mean, you've spent the majority of your career in the tech space and, and doing marketing, what would you be doing? What's your, what's your alter ego career? I would probably be creating something, uh, either writing or having a small business of some sort, something I could put my own stamp on. Um, 
And if I wasn't doing that, I could see myself getting involved in nonprofit in some way. Um, giving back and having a greater sense of purpose has always been really important to me, especially for organizations that have personal uh, a personal connection with. Um, as I mentioned, I lost my mom to, to breast cancer, so I've done some things over the years to help support that cause. So I could see myself getting involved in the, the nonprofit world as well. That is wonderful. That is that is my next my next career. Um, absolutely, doing what I can, whatever it is, <laughs> to help move move that forward and and help those who who need the support and whatnot. So, Amy, this has been wonderful. It's been so great catching up with you. Um, for our listeners, particularly the women in our audience, you've given us some some really great advice and things to think about, but. What would be your best piece of advice with regard to life, career, um, happiness? You know, I think oftentimes as women, we're really hard on ourselves. We don't give ourselves enough credit for what we bring to the table. And we hold ourselves to a higher standard than anybody else around us does. Uh, so my best advice would be in those moments where you find yourself uh, doing that to step back and, and check yourself and ask, you know, what would you say to a friend if he or she were in your shoes? And I guarantee you, you would be kinder and more supportive. So I would say tap into that voice and really be your own friend um, in those moments where you're not giving yourself enough credit. So true. So very, very true. And um, I think a lot of us know that and still find it difficult to do. So it's, it's great to, to uh, hear, hear that as a reminder. So thank you. Um, all right. So this has been great. Um, in closing, tell our audience where we can find you web social. Are you speaking anywhere? Are you going to any events? Events are coming back. So are coming back. Uh, that they are. Um, I'm, I don't have anything uh, slated from a speaker standpoint, but click is, right now running a host of events in the second half of the year. So you may find me at some of those. Uh, and certainly you can find me on LinkedIn. And if all else fails, uh, for anybody that might be in the Atlanta area, there's a good chance you might find me at a ball field of some sort or the volleyball courts with my kids. So, um, but otherwise, LinkedIn is a great place to connect. Alrighty. Well, thank you so much. Um, thank you for spending time with me and my listeners. It's been wonderful to reconnect and hear about your journey and how you've taken good fortune and uh, made it work for yourself, but also paid it forward to others and, and really given others an opportunity to shine. And thank you to my audience. Thanks for listening to Uncharted Journeys with me, your host, Kathy McKnight. I hope you've enjoyed my conversation with Amy. And if you're keen to hear more amazing stories from amazing women, join me next week when I'll be speaking with Michelle Anderson of newly of the Bliss Group to hear about how she has blended her propensity for writing, having published her first book at seven, her love of music and natural aptitude for tech into a, the perfect gig as a public relations professional. As always, you can head over to Uncharted, unchartedjourneys.net to sign up for our email list, as well as check out the links and resources in the show notes. Thanks again for listening and see you next time. Until then, enjoy the journey. Life's like a road that you travel on There's one day here and the next day gone Sometimes you bend, sometimes you stand Sometimes you turn your back to the wind There's a world outside every darkened door Where blues won't haunt you anymore Where the brave are free and lovers soar Come ride with me to the distant shore We won't hesitate to break down the garden gate There's not much time left today